Welcome to the Lakeside Baptist Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed as you hear the Word of God today. For more information regarding Lakeside Baptist Church, please visit lakeside.asn.au. did some amazing things and it, and if you listen to a lot of his sermons especially kind of in that 70s era uh, when he was when he was really big and doing a lot of crusades uh, there's one that I listened to and he just he opens up and he goes straight to the end times just like straight into the fire and brimstone and, and his kind of basic message was you're a sinner the end times are coming you need to find Jesus otherwise you're going to hell and that was, that was a message that a lot of people responded to, right? That was, that was the thing that brought thousands of people to Christ. And if you were to preach the similar kind of message today, you probably wouldn't be super well received. Like if you went to the streets of Frio or Perth and you go up and walk to a random person on the street, I'm sure uh, Brandon at the discipleship training, you weren't teaching about people who's like, hey, go, go up to a stranger and tell them they're going to hell. Like that's... That's not the, the thing that sits super well. Uh, not the first strategy. <laughs> maybe, maybe second or third. But that's not, that's not the thing that sits super well. And, and part of that is the fact that people have actually changed in how they think. And so part of probably that, that 70s uh, culture was that you were supposed to be a good person in society. You know, you were supposed to work well for your community, you were supposed to be a good, good husband, a good mother, or a good father, or whatever it was, like, you were supposed to be a good person in society, and, and when people came up and said, you're actually not, it got people thinking, and it got people asking about, you know, what, is, what does my faith actually look like, and what does that mean, and, and when it's like, well, Jesus can actually be part of the solution in that, that was a big deal, and that was life-changing for people, but now, it's not quite like that. Because as time's gone on, one of the things that we, we really value now is freedom. We love our freedom. And, and so, this is the thing that's kind of happened. And so, when you kind of say, like, hey, you actually need to follow a God, hang on a sec, don't take away my freedom. And we, we've moved away from, and whether that be our government, so our government can't tell us what to do, our government can't take away our freedom, our parents, we love our mothers as long as they don't take away our freedom, uh, whatever it may be, our church can't take away our freedom, we, and so the, the way that we share the gospel now ha, has slightly changed. We, 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 we kind of have, we have, to, uh, we have to show a different facet of how Jesus actually comes in and be the solution in, in a world where, where we want freedom, and part of that also means that sometimes some of the language, when we come to the Bible, things sound a little bit dirty. And so when it comes to uh, the, the, the kind of idea of submitting to one another, it's actually, a, it feels a little bit wrong, doesn't it? Like, oh, don't tell me I've got to submit to this person. Like, because, it, because it attacks our freedom and our ability to want to be able to be free to do what we want. Uh, we, we want to be able to be free from someone telling us that we have to actually um, submit to someone. And, and so it feels kind of almost a little bit, it's like, oh, maybe it's a bit outdated or maybe that's not quite right. Or, and, and so when we come to this passage, we're like, what do we do with it? That's a, it's a weird thing to do. 
and, and, and like as Christians, like we we're susceptible to culture as well, right? We like um, I was looking at some statistics, doing a bit of research, and time thinking about about youth ministry, uh, and, and the average uh, teenager spends probably about two hours a day on so on social media. Like they got about two hours at youth group once a week. Um, and, and most of the time, I'm just trying to wrangle them in. And, and so, like, if you think about how much time they're actually being discipled by church versus discipled by, by social media, it's, it's, a, it's a huge difference. And so, we're, we're, we're living in a freedom world. We're living in a world where we want freedom, and submission is something that doesn't fit into that. And so, we think, how does that, how does that work? What, what does submission mean, and, and how, do we, how do we live a life of submission in a, in a world where submission feels wrong? When, when, when submission kind of contrasts against the very thing that we're taught to chase and desire. And, and so, our passage today is it's Ephesians 5, verse 21, and this is all it says. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So, what is that? mean and it's been a passage that that has been uh taken out of context like we we've we've grossly misused this passage over the years and quite often uh it's to get what we want so you submit to me so i so i can kind of control you and that's been something that's led to a lot unfortunately uh and even unfortunately in the church has led to a lot of abuse And, and that's been a terrible thing and also when it comes to passages like this we start to kind of recline and be like, I'm so glad this person is listening. Because we, we often don't really start to think about how does this passage apply to me? And, and so, as we think about this, saying submit to one another out of reverence to Christ, this is for us. How do I submit? Because we, as Christians, are called to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Uh, and, and so, in, in trying to figure out what this means, it really helps to understand what is actually going on in this letter. So, Ephesians was a letter written to a church, and what comes before this verse is really important. So, Ephesians has six chapters. The first three are very kind of theological. So, they, they talk about who Jesus is, what Jesus has done. It talks about who we are because of what Jesus has done. It talks about the fact because, because Jesus has died and resurrected, He's conquered death, we now have a new identity in Christ. That we're now no longer belonging to the old, uh, the old self and now we are in Christ. That's the first three chapters of Ephesians. It's talking about this new, this new way of living and this new way of life because of who Jesus is. And then chapters four to six talk about how do we apply that. So, four to six is an application of the theology of the first three chapters. And so, this is the implication of our new identity in Christ. And so, as we come uh, to four, verse one to three, this is where it kind of does this change in gears, where we, where we start thinking differently and, and looking at the application. This is what four, uh, verse one to three, it says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. So, so because of these first three chapters... I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort 
to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And so it's saying, because, because of, and it kind of goes on and starts listing out these different things, because of who you are, because of what has happened, we live differently. And it starts talking about things like greed, it starts talking about things like sexual uh, you know, immorality, it starts talking about uh, how, you know, we, you know, we, we stop stealing and, and we, we stop, you know, you know, using words that are, that, are, that are aggressive towards other people and bring people down, and instead, to, to start being thinking of others, to start using our words to build people up, to start using, using what we have for the sake of others around us. And, and, it, and it even goes on in verse 17 to 19 in, in chapter 4, it says, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you may, must no longer live as the Gentiles do. And so the, the Gentiles, they were, they were the kind of the you know, the average citizen in, in, in Ephesus, the, the place where the letter's going to, like, they, that's what, who, who they generally were. So, it's saying, these people around you don't live like them. So, he's critiquing the culture, right? So, he's saying, these, this is how the world lives and this is what they do. And so, he goes on and he, he says, uh, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. So he's critiquing, he's saying, he's looking at what the culture does and he's critiquing what, what is actually going on. He's saying that the world is actually really selfish. The world is living for themselves. The, the world, the world they, they care about themselves, they're kind of, if they have things they want to do, they go and do it because that's what they want to do, they're living for themselves. And he's saying, actually, no, like, we are Christians. Because of your identity, that's not who you are anymore, we don't live for ourselves. Stop being greedy, stop, stop unwholesome talk and, and, and start being and, and living for one another. And at the end of the, this long thing of, of practical applications, he comes to this passage in 5 verse 21 and he says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. We want freedom, but, but instead we, we come and, and, and what he's talking about isn't this kind of submission to authority. He's not talking about letting people kind of walk over, he's saying actually like, Stop thinking about yourself because of your identity in Christ. We start to think about others. So rather than living a life of self-centeredness, rather than living a life where we indulge ourselves, we start to live a life that is no longer about us, but instead we start to live a life about others. And that's what submission is. And so sometimes, like, so, so words can have a wide you know, variety of meaning. There's, there's words where you can say something uh, in, in different contexts and it means different things. And so sometimes uh, it meant coming under an authority, but it's not actually saying to come up, because uh, you think about how much of a mess it would be if we actually came under each other. So um, if, if I was Anthony's boss and he was my boss, we would have a lot of problems because he would be telling me what to do, I'll be telling him what to do, would be override. It's not what is going on, it'd be a mess. But it's actually saying that we come under one another that rather than putting ourselves above one another, we actually serve the people around us. 
we start we stop thinking about ourselves we stop being self-centered and we serve others we serve others and so uh, in, in looking at this I want to look at two different examples uh, so mums and Jesus so so mums are a great example of submission because they have these little blobs that they serve. They give up their life, you know, people give up their careers for these blobs. They give up their sleep, they give up their hobbies, they give up everything so they can love this little blob and help it to grow. And then the blob turns into a little rat bag. (laughs) And they still love this little thing. They give up things for the thing, they they think first about the thing before they think about themselves. They're, 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 not make, they're not like, all right, Johnny, you can cook dinner tonight. You're three now. You can start looking after yourself. I'm, you know, I'm going to get my nails done. Like, it's no, no, they're actually, like, they're, they're living their lives serving and thinking about this thing. That's how, that's, mums are great, right? They're selfless. They're so loving. They're, they're loving these kids. And that's what we're called to do to stop thinking about ourselves and to start thinking about one another because of who we are in Christ. Because we're no longer living for ourselves, we're no longer living to try and make ourselves happy, but we're living as people who come under God, who have, who have received God's grace. And that's the, the other example of submission. Jesus. Now, Jesus is someone, total freedom, right? He can do whatever He wants. Send down some lightning bolts, on the people that are really naughty and kind of clean the world up and, and sort things out. But no, with total power, with the ability to do whatever He wants, He does the, the, the least self-centered thing possible and actually puts Himself into our situation and dies for us. Could have done anything He wanted. And instead of living for himself and, and kind of just enjoying things up in heaven and enjoying being in his glory, he, he instead decides to, to not make it about himself and to serve and to give us the most wonderful gift of all. He came, he, he submitted himself to us, he, he stopped looking at himself and didn't make it, but so that he gave up himself for us. And ultimately, He was glorified in that and think, things were great, but we, we, we worship a God who gave up everything for us. What a beautiful example of, self, of, of getting rid of self-centering and, and stopping kind of thinking about ourselves. Jesus humbled Himself before all of us. Jesus endured the cross for us so that we could be in a relationship with him. And so the challenge is, is that we want to be like Jesus. We want to be, because when, when, we, when we're like, we, we can't, we, it's almost like we come close with Jesus when we try and be like him. So we want to be, we want to get rid of self-centered and live for others in the same way that Jesus lived for others. Because then people see how great Jesus is because they're like, wow, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, like I'm, I'm showing, I'm showing the same kind of, you know, self-forgetfulness that, that my God showed me. That's what we're, we're called 
to do. We're called to submit to one another and, and stop thinking about ourselves for the sake of one another. And so if we're to, to kind of practically look at what this looks like, there's two, two kind of things. And so uh, there's serving others in deed, so doing actions, and then serving others in purpose. And so for all of us, we kind of have somewhere probably between two and four spheres in our lives. So you probably have like your, your kind of your vocation, so you might be studying or working or, or you know, you're a full-time parent. You have like a family or home life. The uh, fact that you're here means you have a church uh, and so you have a church as well and then you might have like one other social thing depending on, on what stage of life you're in. So somewhere between two and four, sometimes they overlap. Uh, so for me, work and church overlaps a little bit um, because I'm up here. Uh, and and for, for if you're a parent, home and, and work kind of overlaps a little bit as well. And, and thinking about how indeed, like in deeds and actions, do we serve others? How do we submit to others in that? And, and so, uh, thinking about practical things. And so, in, in Ephesians, if you, if you read through it, a lot of it is surrounding greed and surrounding our words. And so, there's lots of things in, in all of these spheres that we have freedom not to do. You know, so we think, all right, if I leave this long enough, I know my wife will clean it up, I can get away with it. But instead, rather than thinking about myself, clean it up, do the job, love, stop thinking about myself and think about someone else. If you are a kid and you have a mother today, think about her. She has lots of jobs that she does. Think about how you can serve her and and think of yourself less. Do the things that you are not expected to do. Do the things that, that, you know, use your words to love them. Say nice things about them. Build them up. Encourage them. That's what we were given. Our, our, our mouths we are used to glorify God and to build others up. If, you, if you're at work, you know... Give up your parking spot that's close or, or find a way that you can do the job that no one else wants to do. Think of yourself less so that you can, you can show that you are, be not self-centered for the sake of others. Take on the things that no one else wants to take on. Be, if, you know, if you're in a social community, no one wants to volunteer. You're, you know, if you're at a sporting event, volunteer to umpire or, or referee when no one else wants to, help in the, the club or, or whatever it is, be, be a good volunteer in your communities. In your church, be generous with your, with your time and your money. Come, you know, come to church and, and serve and help out when people need things. You know, help our missionaries out and serve them rather than, rather than think, and sometimes that means giving things up, Right? There's sacrifice in that, but rather than thinking about ourselves, because of who we are in Christ, serve those around you. So we have, so we have deed, that's kind of deed and action, and so the second one is purpose. And so sometimes in life, we kind of, sometimes we treat, especially our, our work, uh, we kind of have two extremes. Um, and the, the, the extremes... Uh, you're going to love this, is somewhere between a hamburger and a roller coaster. Um, does that make sense? It's a good little uh, smooth transition. So, sometimes we treat life like a hamburger, 
Uh, and so, w- like, there's, there's the meat and all the, the good stuff in the middle with the sauce. And then on each side, there's kind of two bits of bread. And so, above us is heaven, below us is hell. They're kind of boring. Um, the bottom one's a bit soggy. The bottom one's got, like, a nice pickle on it. So, we kind of want to go that. But the, the good stuff is all in, on earth. And then the boring, like, the boring stuff kind of comes after. Does that make sense? Like, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're living for the, for the here on earth, and we're kind of like, heaven seems like it's, it'll be all right, I guess, it's, but where we're living for right now. Everything's all about right now. That's not what we're aiming for. The other way that we sometimes live is that we're, it's like a roller coaster, and so, you know, on a roller coaster where you've got to go up the, the hill before you can go down for the fun part? So, you're kind of living your life, and it's like, this is kind of pointless, I'm just here so I can go to heaven, so I can go down. I'm just going to wait and kind of, you know, and it's not really any purpose and there's no worth. That's not what we're called to do. We're not, everything's not in the basket of here on earth and everything's not in the basket of this is pointless. This is, this is where God created us to be and, and our work has purpose. We, we were created to, to cultivate and, and bring order to this earth. We were, we were created to, to, to show God's beauty in, in, in how we, we are creative and, and how we, we make things that are, are really good. And in a world where, you know, thing, things aren't actually so good anymore, like, you know, there's, there's parts of us that want to bring justice because God is about justice. There's parts of us that want to bring healing uh, because God is also about healing. And uh, that is part of who God has created us to be and what God has created us to do. And so work isn't necessarily, and, and family, and so it's not about how many converts necessarily that you can make. It's not just about that, but also about us being the people that God created us to be and living that out in our work. So if, you, you know, if you're a teacher... Uh, go in and teach kids so that you can, they can be great people. If you're, you're like, like an artist or a creative person, show God's beauty. Be creative and, and show God's beauty in what you do. Go to work so you can show how great and beautiful God is through what you can create. If, if you're like a lawyer or in the health profession, go in and bring healing and justice Think, think about how you can, you can serve other people and, and show how great God is, right? Because how easy is it to go to work and be like, I'm going here so I can get paid, so then I can go and make converts somewhere else or I can kind of, you know, go on a holiday. You know, you, we, we make work about ourselves. I'm going to work so that everyone will know how smart I am. I'm going to work so I can be a really successful person in this profession and everyone will think I'm great, but no, rather than working for selfishness or working because it doesn't matter, we work for the sake of others. We work for the glorification of God so people can see how great God is. We submit to others in how we, in the purpose in which we work. In, in, in our church, we, we don't come to church for ourselves, but we come to church so we can build other people up. We come to church so we can encourage everyone else to go out and, and be good workers. We, we come to church so that we can love people who are discouraged. Like, our, our worship team has been awesome lately. Like, it's been, it's been hard. 
Like, people got COVID, like, they don't, we used, we used to have a full-time worship person, and, and, and that's not quite the case anymore, and they just soldier on, because they want to come here and, and help you guys worship God. And despite when things get changed up, and, and things get, you know, like, they come here, and they want to, you know, like, our, our tech people, and everything, they want to come here and help you guys worship God. Their purpose in coming here isn't just to sit here and enjoy church, but it's to come and help people, to build you guys up. And so in everything we do, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, we come to submit to other people, to to help them to be good stewards, to help them to glorify God, whatever it is, but we come not for ourselves, not so that we can be great, not so that we can, we can have a great time, we're not living to, to, for the burger, we're not just waiting for the roller coaster, but rather we, we live a life in submission to one another, to edify one another, to encourage one another, And when we look to Jesus, that is what He did for us. He gave up everything for the sake of us, so that God at the end could be glorified. And so I challenge you guys, think about what, are you, like, what, kind, of, what kind of deeds are you, are you doing in those different spheres of your life? Like, what are you, what are you rocking up to work for? What are you? What are you? What are you looking for in your like in your family? Is it? Are you? Are you looking to to build them up and encourage them? What are you? What kind of actions are you doing? And, and, and so and do it not just because you have to, because because there's a lot of good non-Christians out there, right? And they're probably going to do better deeds than you. But come, hoping to glorify God in what you do. Come hoping to, to help people to see how great God is in what you do. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are such a great God. We thank you that, that you gave up everything for us. That despite the freedom that you had to be whoever you wanted to, 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 to be God in heaven, you came down to earth. You came down as a child. You were helpless, even though you had all the power in the world, you chose to be a baby. You had all the power in the world, yet you chose to die on a cross. Lord, help us to see how selfish we are and help us to submit to one another. Help us to to stop making it about ourselves but about others. In your name we pray. Amen. Church, why don't we stand up for this last song before we head off.